You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thank you for joining our program here this morning on a beautiful morning, four days before Christmas. And Merry Christmas to everybody out here. This is WNDZ AM 750, and I'll give a phone call, a phone number here if people want to call with questions about various guests, but we have a lot of them this morning. That number is 312-255-8408. We have a very interesting show this morning. We have a lot going on, and uh, we have four guests, so let's uh, plow through the lineup here real fast and get to our first guest. Um who will be uh, Greg Schuppenbach. He is the Associate Director for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, USCCB in Washington. He's the uh, Associate Director for Pro-Life Activities. He's going to be talking with us here this morning about a very interesting topic on vaccines and what's going on with the uh, coronavirus vaccines issued by uh, the produced last week by Moderna and Pfizer uh, about the moral implications of those vaccines. Um, we're going to switch to uh, talking to Kevin Grillo about uh, the exciting March for Life coming up here in Chicago and throughout the Midwest. Uh, he's going to join us at about uh, 8.15 or so. And then we're going to switch gears and go down south in southern Illinois and talk to a gentleman who's 27 years old who has just issued the uh, Cardinal Bernadine Award for the Catholic Campaign for Human Development. He's going to talk to us about why he was received that award. And then we'll close out the show um, with an interesting conversation and discussion with Glenn Van Cura. He has been the director of Catholic Charities for uh, probably about 10 years. And unfortunately, Glenn is leaving us, and he's going to provide some reflections on his uh, time, his tenure as director. And he's going off to uh, teach in Korea, which is very interesting. So we'll be talking to Glenn at the close of the show, and then um, we'll all sing Christmas tunes. Well, no, Mike does not want to sing Christmas tunes. All right, so without further ado, let's bring in our first guest. Uh, our first guest is Greg Scheppenbach, as I indicated. He is with the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and he's always busy, but he's been busier than normal with uh, doing a lot of work on the implications of the vaccines that have been recently uh, produced and announced. Greg, are you with us? I'm with you. Hey, good, good morning. Good morning. We, 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 we've talked so uh, rarely these days. It seems like uh, you are the, uh, a popular guy these days with uh, a lot of us here trying to figure out what to tell people about the uh, Moderna and uh, the Pfizer vaccines. Greg, um, I, 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 let's just kind of start. I, there's so much coming out about this topic. Um the vaccines are out there. There's two that have been approved. Uh, we saw late Friday, early Saturday, Moderna's vaccine get approved, and Pfizer's was earlier in the week. And And I know that many people are asking questions because there's a lot of information out there about how these vaccines were produced um, or they were tested. And the concern amongst many is they were used, uh, some of those vaccines 
had uh, aborted cell lines from years ago. And so some people are saying not to take it. Some people are asking concerns. What 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 is the message as of right now on the moral implications of these vaccines? Well, I, it's, you know, this is such a complicated uh, topic, Bob, and it's important for people to have the facts. And, and, and starting with, I think, you know, sort of talking about what is not in these vaccines. There are no fetal cells. There's no fetal tissue in these vaccines. Uh, what we're talking about here is the use of what's called a cell line or a culture to produce or test vaccines. And that cell line or culture was produced, uh, there's several of them that were produced decades ago from tissue of abortions. So they were immorally produced. Uh, it is immoral to use tissue from uh, an, a, an induced abortion and, and harvest that and use it in, in, in medical research because it doesn't show proper respect for the, the body of, the, of this human being. And it, and it also can be seen as scandal in terms of, uh, you know, a promotion of or acquiescence to or legitimate, legitimizing abortion. So these cell lines do have, uh, that are used in some of the vaccines, have a, an immoral connection to abortion. And, and those who produced it, you know, are most responsible for that. So, but it's in, in I'd say over the last, uh, 20 years or so, I mean, going back to about, maybe not quite, about 15 years ago, 2005 is when the Vatican first addressed, and the Holy See addressed this connection between uh, these uh, abortion-derived cell lines and vaccines and said that, you know, yes, there's, from the perspective of the researcher, from the perspective of the scientists and those who are producing these vaccines and are using these cell lines, their, their culpability, their cooperation with immorality is is it's there it's and it is a, a real cooperation but the bad you know the holy see also spoke to the end user the average mm-hmm. patient patient um who uses a vaccine and said that their their degree of cooperation with that original abortion and it's in its in its the cells you being used to create a cell line is so remote that under certain circumstances and and, and a couple of those are if there is a serious health risk by not being vaccinated and there is no ethical alternative, then in those circum- under those circumstances, a, a patient, an individual, can uh, use that vaccine that has this connection to uh, an aborted fetal cell line. So, um, again, that, this is it's important to understand these nuances and connections. So, ultimately, in the case of uh, a number of vaccines that have been produced in the past, like rubella and chickenpox and others that, you know, are produced on an ongoing basis in these aborted fetal cell lines, the, the church has said, under certain circumstances, as I just laid out, they can be morally used. But the other thing that the Vatican said very clearly um, in that statement was that those of us who use those vaccines under those circumstances um, have a duty to protest the use of these cell lines and to push the pharmaceutical industry away from using them um, and to use uh, ethical alternatives where they exist. There are a number of vaccines, long-standing vaccines, that are produced unethically in these aborted fetal cell lines, and there are some uh, alternates that are not produced in these aborted fetal cell lines. So where there are ethical alternatives, we have some obligation to use, we do have an obligation to use those ethical versions 
to, to push our, our, our physicians and hospitals and other places that buy these vaccines to buy the ones and use the ones and distribute the ones that aren't, uh, don't have this unethical connection to abortion, where those alternatives exist. So there's a number of duties, a number of considerations. But for the end user, uh, and this applies in the COVID, in, in, with the COVID vaccines as well, you know, even if there is some connection to these aborted fetal cell lines, either, you know, through testing or through uh, ultimately if they are produced in these aborted fetal cell lines, which some of them, like AstraZeneca and uh, Janssen and some others that are not yet approved, would actually be producing them in these aborted fetal cell lines, that even in those circumstances, if there's no alternative um, because of the serious health risks involved, that those vaccines can be morally uh, utilize. One of the things that um, I hope comes out of this is further understanding that some vaccines that we have grown up taking um, have, as their origins, as you indicated, uh, been produced by using illicit means, um, aborted relationship to abortion. Um, you know, I, honestly, you know, it wasn't, I think I, I didn't know even that Robella had the same uh, moral challenge until, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't think many people out there know that. And so perhaps with this so highly, uh, there's so much focused on the coronavirus vaccine that maybe one of the good things that will come out of this is a further understanding and awareness of how some vaccines are produced. And that will hopefully urge more of us who now know about it to do something about it and how these vaccines are produced. I hope that's one of the outcomes of this. I couldn't agree more with you, Bob. I agree. I think that the, this this um, whole uh, the coronavirus, one of the silver linings of the coronavirus and the, and the focus on the vaccines is precisely that, that I think more people will be aware of the fact that these abortion-derived cell lines have been utilized for decades for the production of vaccines. And um, again, in some cases, there's there are some uh, alternatives, ethical alternatives in some cases, like right now, rubella, chickenpox in the United States, there's, there are no ethical alternatives. Um, But there are some that, for example, rubella, um, there is a ethical rubella vaccine in Japan. Uh, It's not currently allowed for importation, at least on a, on a mass uh, importation basis. But this is one of the things that we at the USCCB have been advocating for with the FDA over the last year, year and a half, is urging them to find a way to make available ethical vaccines that exist but aren't available currently in our country. Um, and, and so uh, this is a part of what the Vatican, the Holy See, has called us to do, uh, is to raise awareness about this connection, to take steps, to, to advocate uh, for, uh, for the pharmaceutical industry, our government officials, to um, uh, move away from use of these cell lines and find ethical cell lines that they can use in their place. And so that's what we've been doing. And we've been doing that with the COVID, with COVID vaccines as well. We've been um, advocating um, with this, uh, the Trump administration and their Operation Warp Speed to make sure that there are vaccines produced for COVID that have no connection to abortion. And and there are some in the pipeline. There's hmm. a couple of hundred uh, vaccines uh, uh, proposals out there being produced in various stages of development. Uh, but there are there are some, you know, in in clinical trials that at least what we know now 
um, have no connection whatsoever to um, these aborted fetal cell lines. So um, our hope is that they, they will be um, uh, ultimately get across the finish line and provide additional um, alternatives. Now, the Pfizer and, and Moderna, as we've talked about, um, were not um, developed and they're not being produced using abortion-derived cell lines. But at some point in the process of, of their mm-hmm. uh, development, uh, a test was done to see if the vaccine would work as it's supposed to, and that test was done in aborted fetal cell, uh, an aborted fetal mm-hmm. cell line. Mm-hmm. So it still has some connection, but at least there, it's not relying upon the uh, abortion fetal, aborted fetal cell lines for ongoing production of the vaccine, which is kind of a, a whole other step of connection and reliance upon uh, the immoral cell line. So I guess in short, the, 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 the message is for those who produce these vaccines, they are morally culpable in terms of if they were produced through illicit means. But for the end user, um, not so much so, because in this case, the connection to the uh, immoral act of abortion is so remote. And then the health risks and uh, th- that there's no other ethical alternatives. I think the message from from right now is that, yes, it's morally permissible to take those with the duty and obligation that people should make it known that we need <laughs> better ethical alternatives in the future. That's exactly right. And, you know, we will do everything we can from the USCCB pro-life office to help facilitate people to take those actions. We're in the uh, just about ready to finalize uh, another short <laughs> question and answer kind of document um, to supplement the the long statement that we put out uh, a week ago. Um, in in so to give people um, basic information to answer the basic questions, but also give them some ideas of ways that they can protest uh, the use of these abortion-derived cell lines. And in moving forward, we're going to do what we can to help people to make their voices known, to continue to put pressure on pharmaceutical companies to move away from uh, these immoral cell lines, and to thank them when they do. I mean, we've done two campaigns now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. buy them. We've done two campaigns now, uh, GlaxoSmithKline a year or two ago when they produced Shingrix, a shingles vaccine, ethically. It was the first one that was produced ethically. And then more recently, Sanofi Pasteur moved away from using the abortion-derived cell lines in the production of their polio vaccine. And so we did uh, uh, help mm-hmm. facilitate people to communicate their gratitude to these companies for moving away for, from uh, these, these immoral cell lines. So we need to do all of these kinds of actions to push them away from use of, of immoral cell lines. The other thing I'll say, Greg, is I think your office has done a great job of trying to keep us informed here on the state level uh, all throughout the country about this is a very tough topic. Um, It's very confusing for those of us who are kind of science challenged um, and figuring out it it takes a while to understand this, but I think we got it now. Um, The Catholic Conference of Illinois on Friday, the bishops put out a very brief statement and basically it's referring to 
those interested to go to the, the the document that USCCB put out on Monday the 14th. I think you had indicated that um, your office is working on a concise question and answer uh, that that hopes that that you hope to come out with soon. Um, I read this morning that the Vatican, the Congregation for Doctrine of the Faith, has has come out with some inter- more materials. So I guess you know from our perspective, we'd urge people to look at those materials that are produced by the Bishops Conference and the Vatican, and a lot of other people have a lot of other opinions out there, and they are that their opinions. But if you want to go to the source, I think the sources are what I had just indicated. Exactly. Exactly, and we're gonna we've we've got a place on our website um, uh, at uh, USCCB.org forward slash pro life um, under biomedical research, where we've we've got uh, a variety of different um, vac- uh, vaccine related uh, resources from the statements we've put out, the statements the Vatican has put out. This is, as you mentioned, they just put out uh, another statement. I haven't actually I haven't yeah. actually seen the statement, it comes but I've read 5 an article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read an article about it, and it, it seems as though they're just reaffirming what they have said in the past. So they've spoken three times in the past, starting in 2005, um, and then and it, with a, a statement on the, the moral considerations on, on vaccines and their connection to these abortion-derived cell lines. Uh, in 2008, with uh, Dignitas Personae, uh, where they addressed a number of biomedical research issues, including uh, vaccines and their connection to abortion-derived cell lines. And then in 2017, they issued, the Pontifical Academy for Life issued a statement related specific to a concern about uh, vaccines in Italy. And, and it looks as though what they've put out today, all of these um, say the same thing, that in mm-hmm. no way yeah. does use of these vaccines indicate any acquiescence whatsoever to abortion or to these cell lines that were produced immorally from the cells of abortions. Uh, but it's just as as moral teaching in the church does, it weighs the various uh, goods and bads together to determine in this particular cir- circumstance, is it is it morally permissible? And they use the the analysis of cooperation, moral cooperation, to come to the conclusion that, again, for the end user, the person receiving the vaccine, our connection to that original immoral act of harvesting aborted fetal cells and creating a cell line decades ago, our connection to that as a, a recipient of a vaccine is so remote that it is morally permissible to do so. Again, with the caveat, there's no uh, ethical alternative, and the, the health risks are so serious as to warrant it. And then thirdly, to that, that we're required to um, take actions to protest the use of these immoral cell lines and and urge the pharmaceutical industry to move away from them and, and, and utilize um, uh, ethical or produce ethical cell lines. And it, the other the other good here of them doing this, of the pharmaceutical industry doing this, or the government pushing for this, is is, is a good public health reason. And that is, you you have you have some people who rightly so will decide I am not going to utilize a vaccine because of this connection, even if the church says it's permissible. And so you've got a, you've got a number of uh, you know potentially thousands or tens of thousands of people who, in conscience, um, and the Vatican says in this latest statement that one can make that dis- that conscientious decision, you know, will not get the vaccine. So there, you know, why would you, as a as a government or pharmaceutical industry, you know, utilize something that's going to limit the number of people who use the vaccine that you produce? Right. So it's, it's incumbent upon them and 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 the and and public health 
to eliminate any possible reasons that people would feel hesitant to utilize the vaccine. Now, in the Vatican statement today, they, they do say that those who, you know, choose not to get vaccinated on issue, for reasons of conscience do have a separate obligation then to take other steps to, to protect the most vulnerable who cannot get vaccinated or are otherwise at high risk for getting the, uh, the coronavirus. So good. there are obligations, obligations there, too. Greg, thanks so much. Uh, very good information. Go to that website. Go to our website, uh, CatholicConferenceOfIllinois.org or ILCatholic.org or the USCCB Pro-Life for that further information. Thanks so much for taking some time. Very good explanation, Greg. And uh, please have a Merry Christmas uh, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thanks, Bob. Merry Take Christmas care. to you and yep. your family, too. Take care. Don't go away, everybody. We'll come back right back with uh, Kevin Grillo. He's going to tell us about the March for Life Chicago. We'll be right back.